Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and it is Sunday, May 23rd, and we have a phenomenal four-game NBA playoff slate for the opening round of the NBA playoffs. So great to see everybody tonight. As you can see, I've, I've broken tradition, and in honor of the Mavs win today, I pulled out the Mavs initial logo from the first uh, season of the Dallas Mavericks back in 1980. And uh, in honor of their great win against the Clippers today, I know Dirk was celebrating over here. He jumped off the wall, had a, a pin him back up there. But uh, yeah, it was a great game today. Uh, very surprised. I, I got to admit, I didn't uh, think that uh, the Mavs would get it done today. But uh, great effort, and uh, it was exciting. So still repping the, the DFS coach talk, but had to show some some uh, pride with, with the Mavs today. Uh, but let's talk about what's on, on the slate here for this wonderful Sunday. We've got four games spread out throughout the entire day, <clears throat> and we had a, a long sweat today. I mean, the game started early, and... Uh, Ended up super late, so it, it's been fun, man. It's all the basketball you can eat right up my alley. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. I know all of our, our team here at Coach Talk is is taking in an absolute ton of basketball, that's for sure. Um, it was uh, it was a, a good and bad day. You know, our main slate lineup uh, didn't get it done, but our, our after-hours two-gamer in the evening uh, stepped up and got it done, so that was good. We had a lot of our guys come through in that late game uh, with the, the Nuggets uh, uh, lo uh, losing, unfortunately, to the Trailblazers. And I say, unfortunately, for our man Joe Stanton, who is a major Nuggets fan, but um, it was a good game. And uh, certainly uh, our guys stepped up and got it done there. But we're going to concentrate on reviewing this the Sunday slate and going for the sweep. We want the main slate sweep, the after hours sweep. Uh, we're hoping our PGA uh, final round, our guys can get it done there. We have a few uh, bordering on the cash line from our, our uh, weekend only PGA lineup. And of course, I'm going to be rooting for Phil, man, 50 years old. And for him to be out there battling the young guys, uh, I know he looks super shaky on that back nine today, but uh, I'm pulling for him tomorrow with a one-shot lead going into the final round. So that's going to be a blast. And then our baseball guys, uh, I know they're sharpening their pencil. Uh, both uh, Josh, known as Crash Davis around our parts, and Brett, he is Mr. Sunday Brett. He had a nice winner last uh, week. Uh, those guys are, are getting ready for a big main slate, uh, I believe 10 games and then uh, the evening single game. So it's a massively business uh, busy day here at Coach Talk this Sunday. And uh, let's get it started off with breaking down these four games in the NBA, talk about some matchups and how these are going to play out. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, as we're starting the, the podcast, if you could take a second real quickly, you can hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button. That's important to us. And then also up in the uh, top corner, click the alert button, which will let you know when all of our podcasts post. 
And same thing if you're listening to it audio-wise, we're on Stitcher, Pod, Podbean, iHeart, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcasts can be heard. Uh, we have a drawing uh, once a month for a, a free week here at Coach Talk, and uh, that is done for anybody that puts five stars and puts a comment. Uh, our man Joe Stanton does a sweep of those uh, at the end of each month and does a drawing. Uh, we had uh, a gentleman uh, join us today, so that was that was awesome uh, as one of our contest winners. So definitely uh, jump in there, and we really appreciate it. Okay, it's going to be an early day, 1 o'clock Eastern, uh, noon uh, for me here in Dallas, Central Time. But we start the day off with the Washington Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's very interesting here. It is the theme of the day with the final three games on the slate is defense and slow pace. We have the three lowest totals uh, of the eight games, the four that play today and the four that play here on Sunday. Um, this first game is an exception. So the big question will be, you know, how many guys is too many from this Washington to Philadelphia game? And is it really the game to stack? Because Philadelphia is terrific on defense, but this over-under is 228.5. The other three are 213.5, 215, and 216. So you've got, you know, a good... 10, 12 point jump, which we know in possessions, you know, that really uh, transmits to, to more uh, potential for DFS points. So this game is, you know, a, an important game on the slate. Statistically, it looks that way. But we, we have one other piece that is uh, certainly something to consider here is Philly's favored by seven and a half. So, you know, is the game going to stay close throughout? Uh, that certainly is a big piece uh, of this. Two of the games, very, very close spreads on this slate. So we're expecting those to be close. And then Memphis, Utah, actually Utah uh, is the biggest spread on the slate at eight and a half. So looking at the whole picture and how we're going to uh, plan this out, uh, let's let's take a look a little bit more in depth at this first game. So we've got the Wizards at 34 and 38. Philadelphia with an impressive 49 and 23, the one versus the eight. And um, again, you know, Philly being a fairly good, uh, decent favorite here. No injuries of note other than uh, Matisse Thibel for Philadelphia is questionable. Um, we'll see if he suits it up with his rotation off the bench, which is always, you know, would be a big help for Philly actually to have Thibel. And even on limited minutes, he can come in and uh, try to lock down either Russ or, or Bradley Beal, um, you know, with his outstanding uh, defense. So uh, we'll see if he is ruled in or not. He's not really playable uh, in my, you know, uh, my mind for, uh, you know, uh, the game itself, but it may have a little bit of an effect on uh, the defensive output of Philadelphia. As far as pace goes, you know, again, great defense by Philly, but Washington is the fastest pace in the league. That's why this this over-under is the highest on the slate. And uh, Philadelphia doesn't play slow, as good as a defense that uh, they are. They're 12th in pace. A lot of that is because they get a lot of turnovers, uh, steals, etc., and they use that fast break-wise 
and only take a few seconds off the clock, uh, off the shot clock, that really boosts up, um, you know, that that 12 rating for them to be uh, better than average. You know, when they when it's a stop ball or whatever, and they they bring it up, they they do uh, move the ball around, look for for Embiid obviously at the high post or in the post up. So you know, it's a little bit deceiving there as far as uh, the pace goes, but uh, n- needless to say, it is definitely the fastest pace game on this slate uh, today. As far as defensive efficiency, you know, we're touting Philly here. They finished second. They almost caught L.A. on, on defensive efficiency and, uh, you know, just played really sound D. Tons of lockdown defenders. I mean, when you're talking about Simmons and Embiid, you're talking potential first team all defensive players there. They're that good. Danny Green has had a long history of terrific uh, defense, and Tobias Harris holds his own. He he's a good defender, so they they are a handful. Tough matchup for Washington. Uh, they're not going to get a lot of those easy buckets that they're they're used to getting, but you know we'll see. Philly still has to slow down Westbrook, you know who's faster than anybody in the league as far as going downhill, finishing to the basket, even at his age. Really, I mean, there's a couple guys similar but he's still there he really is and then from an offensive efficient standpoint um by the way washington's 18th defensively so that's a big improvement from where they were but still below average uh in the league offensive efficiency washington 18th uh you know they do have a lot of games where they're not you know uh, as proficient offensively uh but they get a lot of shots up philadelphia's 12th um, a lot of that certainly is, you know, getting the ball into Embiid, finishing uh, there. And then Simmons, you know, he doesn't shoot the ball outside, basically a layup. So, you know, that's going to help their efficiency and percentages um, as well. So the question that I started out with is is the big question. How many is too many in this game? And, you know, do you use the majority of your salary here? Um, there's lots of things, lots of thoughts I have here. Um, we know Washington has that three-headed monster of of Len Lopez and Gafford at center, but you know I think they'll use Len and some of his fouls. Uh, Lopez, it's it's just a little bit tougher matchup for him on Embiid. He's so big. I think you may see some additional minutes from Gafford. I know he, you know, busted the slate a lot in the last game with all his blocks and everything, uh, but. I think that he should get a minute's increase just because they need him to defend uh, Joel. So we'll see. But, you know, there's still going to be a rotation. I expect Brooks to play all three of them. So that, you know, uh, is something that we can we can look at. That's certainly a risk in playing any of them. You know, Westbrook is more than likely going to get Simmons defense. And Simmons has stated publicly that he wants to be the uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, on and on. So he's going to take this very, very seriously um, and a huge, huge, uh, you know, big type of, of challenge ahead in facing Westbrook, who's been unbelievable, as we know, with just constant triple doubles uh, all the way through the second half of the season and into this play-in and playoffs. So the question is pay up. Um, I am not as likely to go with Russ, and I hate to say that, but you know, you gotta, you can't 
you know, take all the big priced guys. And I do think uh, Philly's defense and Simmons, I mean, it doesn't get much tougher of a matchup for Westbrook than that. And I still think he's going to be great, but his salary is huge and uh, not not quite going to go there. I think, you know, Beal would be a better choice. He'll see Danny Green defense. If Thibel plays, he'll probably come in and play him a little bit. But, you know, Beal got a day rest. He, you know, he's still not 100%, but I think he's in, improved in the last uh, week as far as from a health standpoint. So I think, you know, Beal would be the guy that I'd look at more so. Um, as far as the other ancillary guys with Washington, you know, Hashimura is, you know, iffy and Harris is tough and Embiid's interior defense is so tough. I don't trust Neto with the rotation of Ish and, and some other guys just uh, rotating there. And, you know, I, I think, again, if you're going to go with a center that's that's super value, you can talk about Gafford on the sites that have two two centers. Uh, where I'm going to look here and my pay up is going to be with Embiid. I, I just I think he's too strong of a play uh, as a cash player for me to pass up on. You know, Washington's interior defense isn't good and they will produce more possessions for Philly. You can't get a better pace up game for them than going against the, the number one pace team in the league. So I really like Embiid in this game. I think a secondary uh, Philadelphia player is a, a really wise play. Um, Simmons is is an option. You know, he will have his hands full with Westbrook, but in a game like this where they're going to pressure Washington a lot, I mean, there's a possibility at Simmons' price that he could, you know, be a 6 or 7x guy. Um, you know, you also can look at uh, Green and Harris. I think those are two guys uh, that have potential to make their number as well. And then, uh, you know, a maxi off the bench isn't a bad play. He's had a bigger and bigger role uh, off the bench as a super value guy uh, if you have to go there. But I will definitely have a lot of exposure. It's going to be an important early game. Um, and, you know, I could easily have Beal and Embiid and then uh, fill in with, with one or two other guys. So uh, three or four guys from this game, I believe, is the number. I really do. I think that, uh, you know, this should be the highest scoring game on the slate based on on uh, pace of play. And as you see, you'll see with these other three games, you know, the rest of the, the day is a lot of defense and a lot of half court slow down ball. So it's going to you know, it, it doesn't get any prettier from here, but there's a lot of good one offs. All right. Let's go to game two. It is at three thirty Eastern. It's the L.A. Lakers, 42-30 and 30 at the Phoenix Suns, 51-21. and 21. Terrific season for the Suns, 30 games over 500 on uh, a 72-game uh, season is pretty remarkable considering they didn't make the playoffs last year. So I would assume I'm hoping Monty Williams gets coach of the year. I think Thibodeau they probably may get it uh, over him, but I think Monty is definitely, uh, you know, he'd be my choice. That's a, an incredible turnaround. And, you know, a lot of that credit everybody's giving to Chris Paul, and I, I get it. He's done a phenomenal job leading them, and he's really the only change in their lineup from last year. But, you know, Monty has taken that and, and really you know, worked it to a charm. I mean, they, 
they had that little run in the bubble where they went eight no and didn't quite make it and man they they uh used that to propel them into this season so this should be a phenomenal series uh you know it's a two and a half point favoritism for phoenix which i think is deserved you know the lakers have not played terrific ball but i guarantee you lebron and ad you know especially lebron he is just barking that up in the in the you know in their uh locker room stating hey, you know we're underdogs here uh, disrespect for the champions i mean they're going to play that to the hilt and you know that's that's a tough tough nut for phoenix and talk about a tough break man you get in there bust your tail to play, be 30 games over 500 you get a, a two seed and you got to play the defending champ lakers in the first round so we will see this is going to be very interesting the over-under is only 213 and a half, so it's the lowest number on the board. But a lot of that is due to these numbers. You've got 17th and 27th paced teams in the league not getting up and down the floor, a lot of half-court sets. And then you've got two of the top nine defenses in the entire league, L.A. being one, Phoenix being nine. And they've both been in those high positions all season, uh, very respectable defense. And then offensive efficiency, the Lakers, we know, have struggled a lot of times this year. They finished 24th for the season. You know, again, a lot of guys miss games, so that's a little little shaky of a number. But they definitely struggle offensively um, if LeBron and Davis aren't hitting. Um, Phoenix, however, though, they were able to be uh, in the top five. all Most of the season, they finished fourth in offensive efficiency. And I think that's a, a bit of a, a challenge for the Lakers uh, because they're going to play both ends of the floor. So I, I have no idea where this this uh, series is going to go, but man, it it is it should be a fantastic series. As far as uh, the injury report, the Lakers didn't report anybody the last game, which I'm sure just somebody forgot to turn in their report. But, of course, they have LeBron and AD on there as probable. So um, I think they're going to play, maybe, you know. Uh, and then Mr. Nader, uh, Abdul Nader's been on the uh, out list for Phoenix forever. He and, and Sean McDermott for Memphis, we've mentioned those guys as being out like 9 million times, and uh, neither guy is, is really any good anyway. All right, that is it, though. Uh, everybody else is playing. Uh, the matchup should be terrific. Um, you know, Chris Paul, I believe, you know, will will be a tough chore for Schroeder. Um, and we know that that he definitely struggles defensively at times. Coldwell Pope's a really adept defender. I think, you know, that's a, a pretty good challenge for Booker on that side of the ball. Um, Mikhail Bridges is a terrific young defender. You know, he and Crowder are probably going to get uh LeBron and AD a good portion of the game. So, you know, you've got a, a, a vet in Crowder that knows how to defend and Bridges, you know, long and uh, difficult. Uh, he's a good defender. And then I would assume Drummond and Aiton will match up. And both teams have some decent bench as well. As we know, uh, Lakers aren't quite as deep, but Phoenix has developed some really good players consistency uh, off the bench. You know, uh, campaign has been terrific. He's their first guard off the bench. He could be a value play for you. And then, you know, a couple other guys uh, that I, I wouldn't consider 
for a you know a lineup here where you've got four good games. But uh, as far as the main guys go, you know, if you want to play pay up for LeBron or Davis, I think you can only afford one of them for sure. And you know, not sure that I am totally sold on going there. I think uh, the potential for both of them to do well is very good. Uh, but I think they split that a little bit. And I think Phoenix's defensive scheme and the, the strong defenders that they have, you know, can hold them uh, within reason, you know, even below 5X possibly. So not going to go the big spend up there, but certainly, you know, concerned about it. No doubt about it. I mean, it's it's LeBron and AD, for goodness sakes. Um, secondary guys, you know, uh, Drummond, I gave a, a try to last time. He's okay. He's playing okay, but they do rotate a lot. Harold gets a lot of time, and just it's it's risky and it's so painful, uh, you know, when you've got guys rostered and, and they're just not getting the minutes. So, um, not sure I'm going to have any Lakers uh, to be honest with you. And so, for our members out there that are Lakers fans, I know we have quite a few of them. I you know, it is what it is. I didn't have any Mavericks today, and I sure wish I would have had Luca. But uh, you know, uh, that's just how the how it rolls. Uh, on the Phoenix side, it's a little bit different. I think Chris Paul is is high on my list. Uh, I think that just the matchup really is good for him. Um, I think you know the the fact that Schroeder and and you know some of the guards they throw at him, I think he'll be able to dictate a lot of the tempo of the game. Uh, and control the ball. So I think he's he's well in play. Um, Booker, possibly, uh, his price is up just a bit. Uh, you know, when he gets hot, he can be phenomenal. I do think they're going to try to defend him really hard. I think they'll focus on him more than, than Paul as far as trying to limit some of his shots. Um, I think there's great value here in both Bridges and Crowder. I think they both have had games where they've you know, six, seven, eight X, uh, not consistently, but they do hit those games. And I think that the fact that Phoenix really needs them on the floor defensively for this matchup against the Lakers, uh, I think you can get both of them or one or the other at, at a good value price uh, to help round out, uh, you know, your lineups. Not a big Aiton guy here. I think the interior defense of the Lakers is tough enough, uh, and they do rotate him sometimes, uh, you know, utilize that bench or play smaller at times as well. So not a ton of exposure here. A uh, couple value plays from the Phoenix side and maybe a pay up to uh, Chris Paul, which, you know, he's not at that elite price, but, you know, he's still, uh, you know, upper mid-range. But I think this game sets up well for him. All right, two games left real quickly. DFSCoachTalk.com is the place to go. You can sign up for a three-day pass for $10 and check us out. You know, jump in with us. Um, we Everything that we put forward is available to all of our members. Um, we have a special right now for the NBA playoffs that goes from now all the way until July 22nd. That's $111. You can sign up for that right on uh, our website, dfscoachtalk.com. And again, that's not just the NBA playoffs that you get. You get all of our baseball and all of our golf, uh, all of our uh, content, and et cetera, that, that we provide for our members. 
and, and really the access to our Discord, where all of our pros are in there, great group of uh, individuals uh, in our in our membership. Uh, are, they're unbelievable. So uh, you want to definitely take advantage of this you know, great deal. It's a couple-month deal at, at a, a very reduced price. So we'd love to have you. This is our sweet spot time of the year. Um, you know, NBA is our founding sport, and uh, the, the, this playoff run is going to be phenomenal. And uh, we'd love to have you join us. Also, if, you, if you're betting a lot on, on these NBA playoffs and you're looking for that outlet, if you're not a member yet at betus.com.pa, they're a presenting sponsor. You can go to their website, sign up, but you have to use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, and then sign up with $149 deposit uh, as the minimum, and you get to use all of that, the $149 on BetUS, and you get the free two-month membership with Coach Talk. So, you know, if you that saves you the 111 there if you want to use it to bet on the games uh, at BetUS. We've had a lot of people take advantage of that, and uh, it's a terrific offer. So any of those would be uh, great to have you join us, and we certainly would love to have you here as we're revving up here with day two of the playoffs. All right, game three. A uh, little break in there, not much of one, but it's a 7 p.m. game. It is the Atlanta Hawks at the New York Knicks. Atlanta 41 and 31, and the Knicks 41 and 31. So a fairly uh, even matchup. Knicks had the the tiebreaker, so it's in New York. Knicks fans are stoked, and there's quite a few fans uh, they're allowing in for this game. So you're going to see some home court advantage for a lot of these games the teams haven't had. So they'll be feeding off of that energy for sure. Uh, the Knicks are a one and a half point favorite. And considering they usually give the home team two or three points, uh, you know, Vegas is saying Atlanta may be slight favorite, close, very, very close toss up game, uh, hence the one and a half point spread. 215, like I say, is the over under, uh, similar to these last three games, all about the same. Uh, here are some things, though, pace-wise. Good night. You've got Atlanta 23rd, Knicks 30, and they are slow. Um, and both of these teams look to set it up in a half-court set, work the ball, uh, and use clock. So definitely a concern as far as rostering guys uh, in that sense. Defensive efficiency, Atlanta 19th. So, you know, they had their times where they gave up a ton of points. Uh, they had a stretch where they improved and and made some progress there when they had, uh, you know, all their guys healthy. And, uh, you know, once they lost Hunter and some of the guys in Hunter's back, uh, but their, you know, their defense wasn't consistent. The Knicks, however, were. They were in the top five all year. They finished fourth, and they do lock some people down. And it looks like they get their shot-blocking center, Mitch Robb, back. I've got him listed as probable uh, in the reports, but, you know, we'll confirm that tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll post that in our Discord, make sure that we have that updated information. But I think that he'll play. And, uh, again, that's just going to help their defense even another notch. Um, as far as offensive efficiency, efficiency, Atlanta has had times where they just, you know, shoot the eyes out of the hoop. Trey Young, we know Bogdanovich both can shoot it extremely well. Uh, Capella very adept inside. John Collins has his 
times Gallo can come off the bench and light it up a little bit. So, you know, this is a tough defense for them and a tough matchup, but they do have some guys and they finished eighth in offensive efficiency for the season. And, you know, that merits definitely some, some interest in, in their players. Uh, the Knicks 22nd uh, offensive efficiency, they've really been the Julius Randle show with a, a little bit of a second banana with R.J. Barrett. Um, Barrett's had a much improved season from his first year and has been, you know, a, a good Robin to the Batman of Julius Randle. Randall's been phenomenal. I mean, first team all NBA possibly or close to it. Um, I think, you know, he'll get some second, third, fourth place uh, MVP votes. He was that dominant throughout the year. Uh, definitely going to get the most improved player. And, you know, he's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, you know, I think they're, they'll put John Collins on him. Um, if Capella tries to guard him, he'll shoot a bunch of threes. So, you know, they're going to have to have somebody that can come out. They do have Capella protecting the rim uh, for some of those penetration baskets. So, again, both teams can defend here, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a battle. There's no question about it. Um, you know, you're going to see some games probably in the series where they score a little bit more, but for the most part, it should be like throwback, you know, basketball to when Thibodeau first started coaching and, you know, the, the games were just, you know, drag out, brawl, type of games with scores in the 90s and low low hundreds and I think we're going to see a lot of that here so that is not a big you know hooray for DFS purposes uh, and you know that's why I'm, I'm probably going to look for one-offs here um, in this in this uh, series and and this first day as well um, Trey Young you know can get hot but he is going to get some tough D you know he could he could get uh I think Reggie Bullock will, will take some uh, time on both Young and Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich has been terrific the second half of the season. I mean, he's just, he wasn't even starting there the first half of the season and now is just really taken over offensively in a lot of, uh, you know, times he's their top scorer. So uh, I think Young and Bogdanovich have to be considered. Uh, I like Bogey a little bit more, to be honest with you, but, uh, you know, price wise, they're both fairly expensive. Um, you know, Herter and some of the bench guys, there's going to be Gallo getting minutes. Uh, you know, there's times where they'll play Capella off the floor, so that makes me concerned there. Uh, Collins will shift to center when they do play small ball. And then Hunter and some of the other guys, Atlanta's pretty deep, and they will use that bench. So, you know, I'm not looking at the front-line guys uh, in this game for Atlanta. Uh, the backcourt possibly in play for a one-off. On the Knicks side, you know, they can take advantage of uh, some, some poor defense uh, from the Hawks. Um, Peyton, again, with Derrick Rose and, you know, quickly and some of the guys, there is a lot of sharing of minutes, and that always concerns me. Uh, Rose has played well, and he's going to be fired up, you know, off the bench. Uh, to spark the Knicks. He's led their guards in minutes uh, for uh, this late, late run in the season, and his price is okay. Um, so, you know, Rose would be the guard that I would consider. You can go with Bullock uh, in as your deep sleeper, especially in GPPs, because he should get a lot of minutes because he does need to defend Young and Bogdanovich. 
but they also have Alec Burks and Alec Burks finishes a lot of games and, uh, you know, really has some step up uh, performances as well. So concerned that the depth of the Knicks backcourt could really hurt us in the DFS side. But, uh, you know, Rose and Bullock aren't out of play for me. And uh, maybe GPP wise, deep GPP, uh, maybe Burks can be a consideration. R.J. Barrett, I think, is in play. I think that he has proven, you know, he can step up in, in the spotlight. He's had some uh, some strong games in the second half. A little riskier, though. I mean, he will lay some eggs at a time. He's not a, a good foul shooter. You know, there are still some holes in that game, but it's much better uh, than it was last year. And he is a playable commodity at that price. Um, Julius Randle has to be considered here. Um, you know, I think that if you're paying up, uh, if, you know, if we're going to uh, not go for the LeBron or AD thing and, and look for a secondary payup guy, um, you know, to Embiid, I think Julius Randle may be the guy. I mean, it's in front of the Knicks home, uh, crowd. He's had a, just a storybook year. Um, you know, I think Atlanta's D solid, but not where they're going to, you know, uh, just shut him down. I think he could have a really good game here. The problem is, you know, whenever you spend that kind of salary on a player, it could be a, a you know, knock him down, drag him out kind of game. You know, is he going to get enough opportunities, enough possessions? That's the wild card here. Um, right now I have him penciled in, uh, you know, in the two lineups I've been working in, in one of them. Um, and and uh, in the other, I, I, I don't believe I, I'll go that way. So endorsement for Randall, but not, you know, 100% uh, of your lineups across the board. Um, great game, though. Should be fun. And again, you know, with Noel and, and Mitch Robb now coming in, and then they'll, they play Taj Gibson a bit, I don't think the bigs really are worth the risk. A lot of people are going to roster Mitch or Nerlens, probably Nerlens, because he'll probably get the start. And those guys can can make value. I mean, they all block shots. Uh, those guys, you know, especially Mitch and, and Noel. But there's a lot of risk involved uh, also. And Capella is a, a fine defender, very fine defender. So not going to go there. All right, we go to the fourth and final game. It's 9.30 Eastern. It is the Memphis Grizzlies at 38 and 34 at the Utah Jazz, 52 and 20. So 52 and 20 is a fine record, the best in the NBA this season. And they get Donovan Mitchell back. So that is going to make some noise in the Western Conference. Interesting to see how this is going to go. Memphis has obviously some momentum getting the, winning this play-in opportunity and being able to play Utah. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it is an eight-and-a-half-point favoritism for Utah. You know, does Memphis have a lull after the big win to get into this game? Utah's been resting and getting ready. Um, dangerous game. Uh, 216 is the over-under. Uh, again, you know, nothing to write home about from a pace perspective, better than the, the last two games, which, you know, gives you some hope. Memphis is eighth, Utah 16th. So people think Utah's a slow down team, but they're not. They're in the middle of the pack and they have been all year. They're terrific defensively um, and uh, 
they get it done there, but but they will move the ball. So there's going to be the potential, I think, for this game to have the second most possessions uh, after the Washington Philly game, you know, therefore bringing some more guys into play. But here's the problem. Top two of the six defensive teams in the league for this season, Memphis all the way at a sixth and Utah third. So you've got two stout Ds. We've seen Memphis Memphis being able to shut some guys down in the clutch. A bit of a concern there. But again, on the bright side, so it's back and forth here. Memphis 15th in offensive efficiency, but they've gotten better as the year's gone on, and they're hotter right now. Utah third. And with Mitchell back, yikes. You know, they get it done. They get the ball to Gobert when they need to, but really they're just so solid. Conley. His experience, Bogdanovich, you know, all these guys, Clarkson off the bench, um, you know, they're just Joe Ingles. They're they're solid and not not a team that uh, you're excited to face. And they they defend it, and they're offensively they can get it done. Now Mitchell, his price is still high. You know what what are the minutes going to be on him? I don't have that report now. I've got to assume he's on a minutes limit. And at his price, you know, that's probably going to be enough uh, for me not to play him. And I think he'll get Dylan Brooks' defense. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of uh, Brooks and and his just dogness on the defensive side. So Mitchell's not in play for me. Maybe he will be in future games in this series. But, you know, I prefer Conley here. I think Conley, um, you know, he's had this extra rest. He's a vet. He knows this is his biggest chance to win a championship. And I think he goes all out. I think he's a great play tonight. And, you know, as long as he stays healthy, could be a really good play uh, in this series. So he's one of my favorites on the board. Um, you know, the, the other Utah guys, Bogdanovich has been shooting it terrific. He really has. But he's going to get stinking Kyle Anderson, man. And that, that guy's a pain in the neck defensively, too. So he's not going to get super open looks uh, offensively like he, he usually does. And he does have, uh, you know, the propensity to be scoring dependent for his DFS points. Now, when he gets hot, you know, he could throw a 50-burger up on the board DFS-wise. But I think this matchup isn't the best one for him, so I'm probably not going to go there. Uh, Royce O'Neal, great defender. Hard to trust, though. Um, You know, interesting at the bigs. You know, Rudy Gobert is in a spot here where, you know, Joe Val's a strong guy, and he's going to bang him around. So, you know, Gobert is a little bit more, you know, go get the ball, get up there, just be in position, and he's just so much bigger than everybody else. But he's not super physical, and I think Joe Val can get the best of him there. But we've got that whole fear of Joe Val getting in foul trouble. We stated it the last game, and it happened. And, you know, having to go against Gobert – isn't going to be a cup of tea for Joe Val. So, you know, I think Joe Val could be a good play, but there's risk with that. There's no question about it. Uh, and Gobert, you know, they don't really run much for him. They will get him the ball in the open court, but Memphis is good defensively, so I'm, I'm not going to spend up uh, at that center spot either. From the Memphis side, you know, Jaw is just peaking. I mean, his, his game went to a completely different level. He's obviously playing with confidence now that beyond anything he played with before. You know, a couple of those big shots that won that last game, 
should have him come into this series extremely confident. Um, so, you know, his price is up, but he's certainly a consideration here, um, especially when he's in there with the second team for any extended run. If Clarkson's in there defensively, that's definitely a step back uh, from Conley. So Jaws, you know, a potential a play. Dylan Brooks, you know, at his price, although it has floated up in recent days, you know, we know he's going to play monster minutes. We know he's going to play hard. So he's always a consideration. Um, as far as the other positions, the bigs there, Memphis, you know, Anderson Jackson, and, and as I mentioned, Joe Val, I mean, they're all playable, but they do have some depth there. And, you know, Jackson and Joe Val both always get into foul trouble. Uh, that was a big knock on Jackson. I didn't even play him last year much because I just, I, I can't stand when my guys get in foul trouble right off the bat. And he commits stupid fouls, like 40 feet away from the basket kind of things. Now, he's done better this year with that, but I'm not completely sold there. And Royce O'Neal's a monster defensively. So not going to go with the bigs. Uh, so one off on each side here, I think, you know, would fill, fill up uh, the lineup very well. So really it comes down to me is I do like exposure to the, the three later games with one-offs here and there on each team. Still the majority three, four guys from that first game, I think is the smartest play and choosing the, the right guys from that game uh, is what it comes down to. So not a ton of buy up here. So I'm going to try to keep it, you know, you can't, I mean, let's face it. You can't stack two or three of the, the top price guys like we're used to doing because there's not that just flat out value of guys that are going to play big minutes. It's very tight rotations, big minutes for the starters. You have to find, you know, the, the value like, you know, we did today with some of our players and you have to find it with some guys that are going to get minutes they may be the fourth option on the team offensively, but they're going to get 30, 35 minutes and be out there, you know, to pick up rebounds and, and a, a couple of stocks, that kind of thing. So, you know, find those gems, whether it be a Bridges, a Bullock, a Rose, you know, uh, it can be a lot of these guys as a mixture. A couple of them with some, uh, some buy-up considerations for me, uh, you know, the two Key guys that I'm looking to to buy up with uh, are Joel Embiid and Julius Randle. Uh, you know, but we have a lot of time till. Uh, well, we don't have that much time. It's like nine hours till <laughs> tip off. So I'm going to try to catch some some shut eye here and get ready for for a monster day of basketball. I sure hope this helped you. Uh, again, on the way out, if you haven't done it already, if you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up please hit that subscribe button. We're approaching a goal that we're really trying to attain and then hit the alert button. So, you know, when our podcast posts, appreciate you. I uh, love the fact that we've got some fantastic basketball. Um, my playing partner here, Mr. Andrew Hanson will be back uh, with me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And it's, it's perfect. We've got two games on Monday, three on Tuesday and three on Wednesday and again, just top-notch basketball. So enjoy your Sunday slate. Let's take some stuff down. Join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. We'd love to have you join the family, meet some uh, of our new folks. Uh, we had a great uh, meeting with all of our members uh, this morning. 
um, got to introduce John Wehausen, who's our new uh, analytics director. And we've got all kinds of things happening here at Coach Talk. Uh, we're in development for uh, our own set of criteria as far as ownership and on down the line. And we'll announce a lot of those things coming up. But it's exciting times. Uh, you know, jump in on the winning with us and uh, we'd absolutely uh, welcome you. So thank you for listening in and uh, let's uh, definitely crush it on, on this Sunday slate. And then we'll be back tomorrow uh, with Andrew and we'll, uh, we'll just keep these playoffs rolling seven day a week in front of the paywall. So again, thanks for joining us and we will crush it tomorrow in DFS.